Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It was a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. First cut. Golly. Welcome into the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman right here with Kyle Porter from a very soggy Oak Hill KP. We battled the rain all day. We tried our best to stay dry. Did we succeed? Hmm? <laughs> the answer to that, definitely no. And we have ourselves <laughs> the biggest of big boy leaderboards. I've, I've been waiting to do that all week. There's a great clip of Scotty Scheffler and Tiger Woods uh, that's been going around. And Scotty asks uh, Tiger a question, and Tiger just leans over and goes, hmm? It's an inside joke. I'd love to be part of one one day. <laughs> I've been waiting to get Rick with that all week. Uh, great, great third round. A uh, ton of fun. Brooksy just balled out. He was awesome. Uh, I'm excited about Sunday. Ton of storylines. Uh, Hovland's up there. Rory, Scheffler, ton of guys in the mix. I'm I'm pumped to see what what happens on Sunday. All right. Well, I'm pumped to also add a third voice to the conversation because we got him, everybody. It's Patrick McDonald. Patrick, what a day! Gosh, more and more inside jokes from you too. I mean, you're you're just needling <laughs> me at this point. It's unbelievable. You guys could at least throw a dog a bone. Uh, but yeah, like you guys said, what a day. Uh, hot seat. A lot of things are on the hot seat. Um, I was talking about, you know, the eye test. I was about to fire my eye doctor. We no longer need to do that after world number two, Scotty Scheffler and that performance. Uh, but the fraud rankings inside jokes are, are certainly doctor. in there. <laughs> yeah. After the eye test, are you kidding me? Scotty Scheffler was in route to major number two before today. You know, thank God. Praise to the high heavens. Yeah, well, just hold off. Eight, 18 more holes. We got, still we got to a go. long way to go, Patrick. Yeah, long way a to go. A lot of golf left. Did you watch the PGA last year? Oh, yeah. Is Mito Pereira leading? <laughs> <laughs> is he? How nice. No, Mito, Mito, Mito is, uh, is nowhere to be found. No, not not this time around. Uh, KP, let's start here with the weather. We've obviously been here all day. This thing was nasty. Uh, it was forecasted. We knew it was coming. It rained essentially all morning. It, it stopped about 4 o'clock. There were some uh, on-again, off-again storms. But the guys who went out early and even the guys that went out later, I mean, they were they were dealing with some sloppy stuff that made things pretty difficult. Yeah, it was brutal. It was cold. It was rainy. The one thing it wasn't, though, was windy. Yes. And I think if it had been windy, I don't know where the scoring average – the scoring average settled, I believe, a little bit easier than, than day one. Uh, but – 
as you can see from this highlight, it is not. It was not pleasant out here. It was weird. I, I went out later in the day, and it looked like it was going to stop, and then it came back, and then it stopped, and then it came back. So it was just uh, this kid's been on my on my screen too much today. But uh, it was just a really long. I, I honestly like more than the. F- if it had been windy, it would have been a physically difficult day. I thought it was just a mentally difficult day to stay locked in, to stay dialed in to, to the entire tournament. Yeah, and, and Patrick, one of the skill sets that you have to have on a day like this is just kind of the ability to grind, the ability to stay in the moment, the ability to adapt. I mean, obviously, over the course of a five-hour round, the speeds of the greens are changing as you're taking on more water. You're trying to do a lot more guess and check on distances coming out of the rough. There's just all these intangibles all these variables that we're asking these guys to figure out yeah and the guy who's been the best at figuring out those equations the past i don't know handful of years is the guy who's at the top of the leaderboard so it's real no surprise that brooks kepka is where he is given the test that was today you saw so many guys kind of get off to fast starts like a thomas peter he got through the most difficult part of the golf course but it was just so unrelenting for those guys really out there early I think, you know, someone like Tommy Fleetwood, who shot two under, he has to feel kind of disappointed knowing, you know, the performance he had today in the worst of it, only to those guys, the leaders kind of get a reprieve from the conditions late, and a lot of them took advantage of it. Top of the leaderboard, four major championships to his name, second consecutive 66, by the way, second consecutive round of the day is one Brooks Kepka. Uh, one, I think he's healthy. Two, I think he's back. A lot of noise at major championships this year. Yeah, I think mentally he's just in a better place. You know, I, I thought he was healthier than he probably let on last year. And no results. You know, I go back. We just talked about this on HQ. But I go back to the full swing episode of his where it just looked – honestly, it looked like he was never going to contend in a major championship again. And I, I wonder if you gave him truth serum, what he would say to that because – he goes to live. He does the full swing episode. Was there some dramatics in that? Perhaps. Was there theatrics to it? Perhaps. But mentally, he just seems to be in a much better place. And he seems to be, Rick, in a place where 2017, 18, 19, Brooks Kepka was. There's, there's, a, there's a little bit of an inevitability this week. I was out there with him and Bryson. He makes the long birdie on 17. I don't know how long it was, but it was it was a bomb. 42 feet, I believe. He gets the 18T, and Bryson walks up. Bryson's punching the air and just shape-shifting or whatever he's doing. <laughs> and he walks up to Brooks, and, and he just the, – the way he said it, he goes, ah, nice putt, man. Oh. Like, it just – it felt like – not a, it wasn't a surrender. It's Saturday night, whatever. But it did feel like he he's kind of seen this movie before. Yeah, uh, Bryson maybe already waving the white flag to one to one Brooks. Uh, pa- Patrick, this is you know coming off a year where he had the worst major championship record uh, of his career, and and one of the things that I, I don't think Brooks gets enough credit for is is how thoughtful, or at least he was on on this Saturday around Oak Hill, and he has been all week. I. I he didn't miss in many bad spots. He gave the he took the opportunities that this golf course gave him, and at the end of the day, he signed for another 66. Yeah, it's been really impressive these last two days, but I kind of go back to Thursday. It easily could have gotten away from him. His iron play was really bad. He ranked yeah. 136th on the day, got around, scratched out a 2 over 72. Alongside Scotty Scheffler, he got a front-row seat, kind of going back to Kyle's point about the full swing episode. He got a front-row seat those first two days to how to play 
you know, major championship golf, as if Brooks Kepka needs a reminder. But these past two days, he's improved. He was 15th in approach yesterday, 6th today. And he's also improved on the greens, which is really, really scary, in my opinion. The drivers looked great. But on the greens, he's gone from 61st, 57th, and he was 12th today, obviously buoyed by that putt on 17. And it kind of reminds me of Shinnecock Hills in the third round late there, also on 17. He made a bomb for par, and it kind of propelled him into the next day. And... I mean, Brooks Kepka over since 2018, his 54 hole uh, position in the PGA Championship, leading, leading, down by two, down by one, 2022, if you want to believe him, he was hurt, and he's leading this year again. I mean, his dominance in this championship is flat out ridiculous. He's going for his third major title in the state of New York. That'd be the first player to ever do that outside the state of Georgia because of the uh, Masters, and it, it's just flat out impressive right now. Does does Scotty play Brooks ball or does Brooks play Scotty ball? Uh, well, if if Brooks wins this, then Scotty plays Brooks ball. I think I think you have to give it to whoever has. I think Scotty plays Brooks ball right now. So like I think Brooks was the original Scotty. Quickly, from a historical context, the 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 names that have five major championships is very very short. It is very short. Uh, Seve Ballesteros, Byron Nelson. And then everybody else is like early 1900s, late 1800s. It's the James Braid, the Scottish, the English guys that one opens with like 13 people and yeah. a couple of they all count donkeys in them, bozos. Uh, Patrick, our beautiful boy Victor Hovland, just one shot back will be in the final group. Now you got a full opportunity because there was every combination of outfit available to you, and you're critiquing today. I have a lot to say about one, you know, the corrupt golf media there on the ground and then wow. let it, letting Victor Hovland know about the joke. This is kind of a scenario where you guys are talking about something in class and, and now the teacher found out and it's no longer cool. We had such a fun joke going online and now everyone's asking him post round. You kind of feel bad about it. Um, but every major championship the corrupt golf media. Oh, come on. You know, I'm kidding. Um, but you, every major championship, there's it feels like there's one round from the winner where things kind of get a little hairy. I remember Graham McDowell at the you know Pebble Beach when he won. He talked about how he felt like he got his bad round out of the way on Saturday while DJ kind of thrived. And we all know how that how that turned out. And it felt like that was today for Hovland. He lost nearly two strokes on the green, but Rick, you know this better than anyone. His iron play has been so, so good thus far. I think he's gained around 10 strokes through only three rounds. And most importantly, I think, is the driver has turned around drastically. He lost strokes uh, the first day. He's gained nearly a stroke and a half the past two days. And he's just if he's able to put himself in position with how red hot his iron play is at the moment, I think he's going to give Brooks everything uh, he can take, especially with uh, the experience he's had the past three major championships in that final round uh, with Rory McIlroy in the penultimate group there at the Masters, and now he's in the final group as well. So it's kind of a slow but somewhat quick maturation process for Hovland in these majors. Yeah, I agree. Patrick, do you think that – do you think Hovland is um, – do you think he's intimidated by Brooks? Hovland is such a unique, like, soul – you have no idea what's going on in that guy's mind. So I really I really don't think he'd be intimidated by Brooks. Uh, I mean, he'll be playing screamo music on the range, getting fired up, 
And I think he'll stare Brooks right in the face. I think it's going to turn into a, a two-horse race, honestly. As Patrick pointed out, he's gained over 10 strokes on approach in three rounds. There's only three guys this season who have gained that many in an entire event, four rounds. The most, John Rahm, gained 11.92 at Riviera. He won that event. Again, 54 holes in. Do we know where he's at uh, putting? I'm, I'm using a notebook. You think I got access to <laughs> well, I every stat? I didn't know if, you had a, <laughs> if there was a computer inside of there or something. Uh I'm interested in, because Brooks putted it great on Saturday, is there going to be a little regression for him and maybe a little progression? I know that's not a thing, mm-hmm. but for lack of a better term, uh, for Victor on Sunday, I, I'm i kind of in on this this idea that Patrick threw out there. We, t- we were talking about this yesterday, of, of Victor kind of learning in real time how to win major championships. Now, he might get the ultimate lesson on Sunday in yeah. a group with, with Brooksy, but I – you're never ready. We talked about that with Mark last night, but I think he's as ready as you can be without having done it before. He has said, uh, I can't remember if, if it was after St. Andrews or if, there, if it was after the Masters. He he said, like, that was a cool experience. I learned a lot. It was very much not a Joe Musso. Thank you very much. He is losing, uh, losing two strokes putting. Yeah, that was on. That was in round three. Victor lost two strokes putting. Brooks gained two strokes. So I don't know, man. Like, I. I I think Brooks is going to win, but I, I do think, you know, this idea of maybe Hovland being intimidated by Brooks or whatever, you play in a final round with Rory at St. Andrews in the 150th Open Championship. I don't know that much is going to intimidate you. I think that experience, he didn't play very well, whatever. I think that experience, it might not pay dividends this week, but I think it's going to be very meaningful for Victor Hovland for the rest of his career. All right, we'll try to hit Corey Connors here as well before the break. It was smooth sailing, Patrick, until he stepped to the 16th hole. He drives it into the fairway bunker, one of the few fairways he missed all day, and then he does the unthinkable. Uh, He embeds his ball in the face of that fairway bunker, didn't get more than two inches off the ground. It leads to a double bogey, and that was the biggest hiccup that we've seen from Corcon so far this week. Yeah, really, really tough for the Canadian there, uh, you know, playing close to home. I don't know where Ottawa is in the great north, but it's probably pretty close to New York, if I had to guess. Uh, but it, it kind of just showed a little bit of major championship inexperience, in my opinion. And we saw Brooks kept on number seven, just chip out, take his medicine, uh, you know, make sure that bogey is the worst score that he could card. And it looked like Corey there just took a an iron, you know, too low and loft and he got honestly i know it ended up in a double bogey but he got pretty lucky that uh it wasn't embedded in the bunker he was like an inch away from true disaster uh ended up with that double bogey there even par but he was flawless for 17 holes and i'm just not sure if he has kind of the firepower to chase down these guys i think scoring is going to be a little bitty or like kind of level par uh tomorrow and i just don't see Corey connor's making enough putts he drove the ball great today the irons were great i could see him missing a couple more fairways down the stretch there and just not giving himself a chance with the irons and as we all know that the putter can be pretty streaky with Corey connor so i'm more if i was looking in the chasing pack it's the big one in my opinion that has a chance to chase down these two guys in the final group and i kind of overlook Corey connor's connor's is like the have you ever watched 
uh, like track and field races where they have a pace setter. They <laughs> have this rabbit. guy. He's yeah, the rabbit. He's the rabbit. They have a guy like running with a balloon <laughs> on like yeah. a ruler. That's Corey Connors. Sure. He's just going to peel off after the third lap. He's and, just holding a balloon that says four under par. <laughs> yeah. And then he just peels off and the, the actual racers take over. Uh, we have a lot more racers who will try to take over with 18 holes to go. We'll continue this conversation after this quick break. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meats. Welcome back to the First Cup Podcast. We are here at the PGA Championship, which feels like a fantasy. And we've been (laughs) playing fantasy all week long. We have a 54-hole update on our First Cut fantasy game. Where's old Greller? Well, not th- not within the top three, because Steel Da One still leads the way. Okay. That team was the leading through thirty six, now leading through fifty four. Colin Morikawa, Patrick Cantley, Victor Hovland, and Michael Block. That Michael Block. <laughs> Michael Block's the second best player on that team. Yeah, as as we all <laughs> foresaw. Uh, the other That's issue that we have fantastic. here, gentlemen, and and Patrick, this is an issue for all of us, so we need to address it. Greg Ducharme's in fourth. So o- overall, yeah. Who- who did he have? How? I do not have the answer to that question, but he has the fourth best team. That is how, Patrick. He's put together quite the squad, and he's probably not going to let us forget it. Well, if Does you recall, know? when we when we were discussing our Corbridge Financial PGA Professionals, uh, he discussed a little inside trading. Remember that? So like Mark in the one and done, there might yeah. be a bit, a little asterisk uh, there next to Mr. Ducharme's name. Okay. Yeah, we do have to have a little asterisk. Here's Ice of Fire 7-Eleven. Oh, it's Ice A <laughs> yeah, Fire. I thought it was Ice of Fire like I, he's the Ice of Fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this but is ruining This is ruining everything. This is, this is great t- television, by the yeah. way. Uh, we're, we're looking off screen at a laptop. He's got, he's got Brooks Kepka. Yep. Tony he's, Finau. Scotty Scheffler. And Matt Cahill. That's the inside trader that if, we were talking he, about. If he had Michael Block, he would he would be, be running away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Joe Musso is still scrolling trying to find uh, old Greller. But that is a fun little game that we will keep track of uh, with 18 more holes to go. Now, gentlemen, uh, that chase pack, we have narrowed down to, I think, five. Yeah. Who did we land on? So it's Brooks, Victor, uh, Bryson. Scotty. Bryson's yep. been impressive. Like, he's, oh, been, yeah. he's been really – I was talking to somebody – uh, in the media, we were following Brooks and Bryson uh, down the down the last couple of holes today, and we were talking about how he has, uh, as much as Michael Block has enjoyed the attention this week, I think Bryson might have enjoyed the attention even more because nobody's been paying him any right over the last couple of years. He's it's been, I mean, yeah, the YouTube comments are nice, but 
he did not get the warmest welcome on the first team no, today. No, he didn't. But I, I think he's been enjoying kind of the media attention. He's been enjoying having the microphone at the end of rounds. He's he's pretty dialed. And and so he's in uh, – I, I would say the, the guys that can win it, I think it's Brooks, Victor. I don't think – sorry, Corey Connors, uh, the rabbit. Start calling him the rabbit. <laughs> Bryson can win it. Justin Rose. Uh, get him out of here. Yeah, I don't I – don't, Ooh. really believe in it i think scheffler can win it and then if rory shoots the round of his life he can win it and that's it those are your only five guys but really to me it's brooks victor and maybe bryson and that's pretty much where i draw the line uh which out of those chase pack are you most fond of patrick it's got to be bryson DeChambeau, in my opinion uh and i know colt nose yeah. was bringing up par five scoring a bunch today and so i crunched the numbers a little mental math here that is actually on my paper but Bryson DeChambeau's one under on par fours, par threes, and par fives. It's really the par four scoring that he's kind of been left in the dust. Hovland and Kepka are both minus four on those. So even though he made a bogey on a par five today, it's going to be the par four scorings uh, for Bryson. He made an ugly double on six. I know that was playing tough, but nine was actually playing tougher if we were looking at the stats. I know everyone made a, a big hoopla about number six, but I, got, I, I haven't looked at his stats for today, but I know the only difference between round one when he shot 66 and yesterday when he shot 71 was pretty much on the greens and it looked you know i test it looked like he didn't make a whole lot on the greens today outside that par save on 17 so he's got the firepower he's got the length he's hitting it long and straight off the tee which is extremely dangerous and his irons look pretty pretty damn sturdy so of the chasing pack i think it'd have to be bryson unless rory turns in 30 then all bets are off or, or the block and, and the ever- blockchain and ever the blockchain. <laughs> That's well, Vamp- unless Vamp- Rory Vamp- turns in thirty. Is, what are you? What are you saying? No, Van Pelt has been calling the fans the blockhead, but I mean, like blockchain is just there for the picking, man. Like big miss from a pro like SVP. <laughs> unless unless Rory turns in thirty is an evergreen statement. Uh, he had a, he had a, he had his chance today. I mean, he. Let's talk about it. Started off looking like the kid, looking like Griffey, backwards hat, birdies all over the place, just hitting bombs. And he, he just made too many bogeys. He was just too sloppy. And that, that's been kind of his whole week, he right? He made five birdies today. He made five birdies. He had to have led the field in birdies. Uh, he led the field in driving distance today for the first time this week. Um, and that is what he told us he was going to yep. do. He was just going to let it fly. He did. And he, he really had an opportunity to truly play his way into the tournament and it just got sloppy. I, I watched him on 17. He had a bad drive, which led to a bad second shot, which led to he had to get up and down from a bunker from like 87 yards, which is impossible here. So it, it's just it can. And he said this actually on Friday night. It's very easy uh, to make bogey, 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 bogey. And even though it's hard to shoot 78, it's pretty easy to shoot 74. Right. Uh, it's really hard to shoot uh, 66, which is what Brooks has done, but it's also kind of hard to shoot 78. And he just got sloppy on some of these holes uh, where he needed to make par. He makes bogey and puts himself in a position that he couldn't put himself in if he wanted to win this tournament. It, it might be my fault. As soon as I picked him up, he made two bogeys in a row, and it was just it wasn't it wasn't good stuff. It's uh, tough. Patrick, he is 71, 69, 69 this week, and arguably very sloppy. Hasn't had the best stuff. Still inside the top 10. That's the Rory McIlroy story, seemingly. 
And it feels like, I mean, you guys are on the ground, so you know better than me. It feels like kind of once he realized he was in it after flagging both those pins on the par threes early, he said on number six, he's like, the goal off the tee was just not to hit in the water. And then he kind of hit a wipey iron into that hole, did pretty well to get out with bogey, and then two more bird or uh, two more drop shots before the turn. And that really halted his momentum. It's been a lot of stop and go for Rory McIlroy and it, it felt like early it was just going to be all go 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 when he made those those early birdies and th- the turn was just really disappointing he did his best coming in with uh you know three more birdies and actually a really good bogey there on 17 after going long with his third but it's just loose it, it's just too loose for major championship golf you compare the state of his game over the first 54 holes and the state of Brooks Kepka's game and it is pretty surprising that one, he's under par and two, he's only down five. It's incredible. He has kind of no business being in this tournament. <laughs> is that Patrick, is that well, two questions. One, is that mental or physical to you? Because you look at Brooks Kepka's numbers over the last year and they're not very good, especially compared to Rory. So one, is it mental or physical? And two, should should we think about going backwards hat all the time everywhere? I mean, you said it, not me. I think I think there was a little physical. I know Rory told JT walking down the first tee on Thursday he wasn't feeling great. The whole 22% uh, whoop gate that everyone was talking about on the internet. But it, it was mental, I think, once he got in the thick of things. Uh, you know, we kind of discussed on Tuesday having the kind of loosey-goosey, I don't care attitude. And he, he had that going up until... He got himself right into the mix. I know it's kind of the most difficult stretch there at Oak Hill, but you sniff contention and then you back up immediately. It's hard not to look at that and say it's it's not mental because he kind of had it going with the long irons in those first five holes, and then he hits a few loose ones, really backs up, kind of put himself behind the eight ball. I, I still think he has a chance to win, but it, it's just this week is like – so weird for Rory McIlroy. This is a guy who thrives on momentum. He hasn't been able to garner any, and yet he's inside the top 10. He's only five off the lead. There aren't too many people ahead of him on the leaderboard, and he has a real chance. I know we joke, you know, if Rory turns in 30, those moments are when he's completely out of it and he backdoors the top five. If he turns in 30, turns in, you know, three under, he's in with a chance to win his fifth major championship on the back nine. A couple of guys going for five. That would be pretty sick. We saw that screen grab of, of backwards hat Rory and in? the ball going right in the middle of the cup. Are you in on the on the backwards hat? Yeah, but you got to win. Like we talked about it today. Like if he <laughs> did, if he played well in it today and then he comes out tomorrow in perfect conditions with the backwards hat, you better win or you're in big trouble. He, he should just release a statement that says I'm going. Well, one, he should. What he what he should actually do is get the Nike check tattooed on his forehead and go hatless, right? Yeah, that, was, that, that's the easy part. That's the easy sell. Hatless Rory, just elite at the Ryder Cup. And the Olympics, he was hatless. Yeah. Backwards hat is the next best option. Put a, put a swoosh on the back. Leave the swoosh on the front. But you, you have to commit to it for like a long period of time. If you do it for one day, you have to win that that day. Yes. Well, the Tanimal will be playing with the Blockhead <laughs> on Sunday. Michael Block with his third consecutive 70. We've been documenting this all week long. He sat right here in this seat. We talked to him after he made the cut. Let me give you a little bit of update on on the purse and what Michael Block is is playing for here. Uh, Ninth place, which is what he's at right now, that's worth 
a cool half a million dollars, KP. Is that any good? It is good. I'll give you something else that's good. He had a quote <laughs> uh, tonight. He said, life goes by fast. This is so good. Life goes by fast. Before you know it, you're 60 years old and retired and look back at the videos and remember this was the best week of my life. And more than likely, this is going to the be and more than likely, this is going to be the best week of my life. Sick. He's fully embraced all of this. I think it's very difficult for anybody, much less a, a, a club pro, even for touring pros, to just embrace the moment. You know, Scotty Scheffler, I think, has been really good at this. I think Brooks is pretty good at this. A lot of your, like, sort of great champions over the years are really, really good at embracing the moment and just um, being present in that moment. And he has been incredibly present uh does he have his own logo on the side of his hat by the way was that i thought that was oh a, yeah a pga pro pin wasn't it is that his own logo patrick i i think you're right kp on the other side of the pin i think it said mb would he get that whipped up in the last 12 hours i mean he's like i said he's <laughs> fully present in the moment <laughs> fully taking advantage the pr team working overtime of, this week? of everything i'm 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 super excited for him i mean think about the odds of getting a michael block rory mcelroy pairing on sunday that's the pairing two i think it's two yeah. thir- two o'clock p.m yeah and it's not and it's not t53 t54 or it's whatever. it's kind of in the mix he's yeah. six back he's actually t8 I, I said he was actually ninth so i i, I didn't give him enough credit top uh, four getting the masters that's sick patrick it, from a golfing perspective Obviously, he's played great golf. The two things that he's done better than the vast majority of the field, he has pounded fairways. He's been playing out of the short grass constantly, and he is rolling the rock at last check. He had gained like six and a half strokes putting. So the combination of those two things, good at a lot of golf courses, very good at Oak Hill. Yeah, it's always good when a member of the Corbridge financial team can roll in the green, uh, like you said there, Are you Rick. Getting paid for that? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, ju- I'm just logo, jet- Patrick. <laughs> I'm jazzed up for the Corbridge financial team. Uh, getting their hey, money's worth. You did the purse today. How much? How much can uh, can Michael Block make on on Sunday? Do you have the purse in front of you? Uh, I do not. I didn't. I didn't actually do it today. Uh, not, you know, ninth is 500k. Eighth is a, eighth is a little bit more than that. I mean, this is the first time we, we were talking earlier. Uh, the 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 best finish ever was in like 1990, right? Uh, 1986, actually. Lonnie Nielsen. So you're not making Watch. life-changing money when you finish T11 in 1986, but in 2023, it, it, it's well, not. You would have invested that in 1986. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in what? Compound like interest. Apple. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, but uh, again, maybe not life-changing money. But if you start sneaking up there in the top three, four, get in the Masters, make like 900k. I mean, that's yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, well, it took us this long in the podcast to get to Scotty Scheffler because Scotty didn't have such a good Saturday. It was a three over 73, making two bogeys right out of the gate, Patrick. Uh, I, I guess we will slightly tip our cap to you because for the first time in like 100 rounds, Scotty wasn't amazing. So I guess your eye test worked. Yeah, like I said from the jump, the eye doctor was very much on the hot seat after 36 holles. He's sitting back with his scotch, a sigh of relief. Uh, He's living good tonight. But it was, I mean, look, Scotty Scheffler hasn't been a great putter this season. And the first three putt on number one, missing that four footer, it was kind of just the tail of his round. He didn't putt great, didn't make anything uh, outside six feet, I want to say, before that, uh, his lone birdie on the 14th. 
But yeah, you look at that scorecard. He had five fives in his first seven holes. That's just not going to get the job done. Scotty Scheffler knows that. And it was just just really sloppy stuff from him. It was the biggest surprise of the day. I don't think that's a shocking or outlandish statement. And he, he kind of did well to still just hang around. He's only four strokes back. He's still very much in this thing, despite my better judgments. And we all know how good Scotty Scheffler can be at remaining patient. And that's going to be the key tomorrow. He cannot get over his skis and try to push the issue, push the envelope. He just has to do what he did the first two days. Pepper fairways, pepper greens. He's been the best player in the world from T degree for the last 15 months. If he just continues to do that, I think he'll be fine. I know it's going to be tough with Brooks Kepka out in front, Victor Hovland out in front, some big names who you don't think are going to come back to the field. But weird things happen in major championships, and the key is being in position to pounce when the moment is there. And if Scotty Scheffler plays like he has the last 15 months, I, I think he's going to have an outside chance to to claim a second major in his last six majors, you know, the third big one in the last seven, um, even though he doesn't pass the eye test. When you walk around golf tournaments, KP, you hear a lot of things in the gallery. So let me let me throw this hypothesis that I heard out there for you. Uh, too wet for Scotty Scheffler's footwork. Slides around. Did you hear that slippy. In, the, in the gallery or somewhere well, else? I didn't want to. I didn't want to blow up his spot in case it's a bad take. <laughs> if it, if it works out well, I'll I'll, I'll review. I thought, it was a, I thought it was a good take. I thought it was. I'm with that one. That I never, Should I out him? Does no, 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 okay. no, no. Don't yeah. out him, but. I thought it was a. Uh, I heard it around the grounds. Yes, <laughs> it's not Joe Musso. <laughs> I thought it was a. Uh, it was a really intelligent take that I never would have thought of. It's too slippery for too wet for Scotty's feet. Yeah, it's like a. It was like a when an NBA floor is is built on an ice rink. Right, can't have. You can't. Yeah, you can't get any. Can't get any leverage. Hate to see it. You do hate to see it. Uh, all right, gents, we are 18 holes away from having a new PGA champion. That Wanamaker will be in the hands of someone on Sunday night, Patrick. That someone will be who? Victor Hovland. The Norwegian is going <laughs> to get the job done. He's going to stare Brooks Kepka in the face. Look, I know Brooks Kepka was great today. He's been great for 100-plus holes this major championship season. But the Sunday major championships as of late, since this championship four years ago when he almost gave up that lead at Bethpage Black, it's been a little concerning. And I know he said all the right things. He said it's not going to be the same like it was at Augusta National. He has all the secrets. Uh, I, I need to see him first. And I think Victor Hovland only won back at plus 350 is pretty decent price. And I think he got the bad round out of, out of his way uh, today. And I think the putter comes to life. He's going to pepper greens. He's going to pepper fairways. And I think he's going to pepper Brooks into the ground. Wow. Brooks Kepka minus 105. Victor Hovland plus 350. KP, who wins it? Oh, I don't boy. know if we can see that. We've got props. That is the Brooks Kepka. For those who are only listening, uh, giving us the five. That's Brooks holding up five at the Masters. That's yeah. how many majors he's going to have this time tomorrow night. I'll, I'll break the tie. Victor gets it done. First major. I would love that. Let's go. Love it. Uh, Rory at 22 to one, by the way. That's better than Scheffler at nine to one. He's one back. Maybe. Yeah. What, one thing. One thing. Big if uh, Victor does win, sorry. I know. I know. TV. I'm not about this life. <laughs> but one thing. <laughs> if Victor right does win, unbelievable. No Americans will hold a major championship. We talk all about the the mighty power of American golf. All four in international hands. Thank you, Patrick, and thank you to the hardworking team that makes this podcast go. Patrick McDonald. Kyle Porter, 
I'm Rick Gaiman, and if you like what you hear, it's the First Cut Podcast. You can get it anywhere you get podcasts, and you can even watch us on YouTube.